Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast exploring the latest in film, TV, games, toys, and more. And now, somewhere in a secret bunker outside of Washington, D.C., here are your hosts, 30-year veteran of pop culture and entertainment news for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski, and pop culture, technology, and space aficionado, Todd Stowell. Welcome back. How are you? I'm not saying anything until you make sure this thing's working. It's working. It's working? It's working. All right, you're going to cut that whole piece out now. Yep. So you can say it again. What? Oh, how are you? I'm great. It's snowing in Vermont again. Is it? I think so. I know it was snowing on the top of the highest mountain. not to be in Vermont? Absolutely. Absolutely. Although I do think this winter for all of us is going to be really bad. Yeah, but you're a chronic curmudgeon, so I'm going to say it's not going to be bad. Only reason I'm just going to say El La Nino or whatever it is, El Nino is going to keep it from warm. being too snowy and more rainy. Well, yeah, but I we'll mean, see. it depends. Yes, exactly. But I, there's going to be a lot of water, yes. whether it comes down as snow or rain. Potentially. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so there you go. Happy, Capital weather gang. Happy, happy pre-Halloween. Happy pre-Halloween. Yeah. So, so here's my picks. Do we want to go right into this? Do it. It's your Halloween picks, right? Yeah, that these are currently available. Um, Universal did what I've been waiting them for do, to do it for a long time. They put out the Universal Classic Monsters Complete 30 Film Collection. 30 films from 1931 to 1956. You got your Frankenstein, your Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Invisible Man. You got mashups Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein Frankenstein meets the Wolfman House of Frankenstein and even She-Wolf of London awesome did you watch all 30 I did not (laughs) I watched 27 did you no I got through some of them nice 16 optional commentary tracks from film historians there's a 39-minute documentary on The Bride of Frankenstein which is great a 51-minute documentary on The Phantom of the Opera which is great I mean, this is like the dream come true for uh, classic monster people. Period. It's it's slightly downhill from that. I mean, I don't know how you top that. Now, yeah, like uh, like Tom Cruise's mummy. Oh no no no! None of that. No, I'm just none saying, of those shenanigans. That, that's going downhill. Yeah. So another pick, which is equally potent, is Creep Show, the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Remember Creep Show? Mm-hmm. Wow, what a great film. Period. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything. It's an anthology uh, group of stories. There's five stories directed by George Romero, written by Stephen King. Are you kidding me? And it's got is some... It, it's the 80s, right? Like 82? 82. Well-known actors include Ted Danson, E.G. Marshall, Hal Holbrook, Adrian Barbeau, Ed Harris, and Leslie Nielsen. But he wasn't he was playing a straight role, right? Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen is playing a straight role. Yeah. Ed Harris, very young looking very young, in this movie. Very young. Um, Shout Factory put it out, and man, did they if just you're load a it fan, up? If you're a fan, there's a track of a commentary track with Romero and makeup artist Tom Savini, which is the best. And then there's a new track by um, Michael Gornick, who's the film cinematographer. They've also rescanned this film in uh, with a 4K scan, and it really looks good. Man, it looks good. Scary stuff. For the kiddies, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. Surprising, it was funny. Okay. I, I liked it. 
There's well, some it made good, a it made a boatload of money. There's, so. It made a boatload of money, and there's a lot of good stuff going on in this thing. So the kids are going to like it. Of course, Dracula is played by Adam Sandler. Uh, his daughter Mavis is Selena Goez, uh, Gomez. Drac's dad Vlad is Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein, Kevin James, blah blah blah. Now the reason this is so good is because the director is Jendi Tartakovsky, the guy who did Samurai Jack mm-hmm. and did um, the first Clone Wars. Right. So really super good. Really nice, almost looks three-dimensional when you watch it on a big screen TV. There is a ton of activities for kids as a bonus content, a ton. 30-minute uh, of activities that include uh, making a watermelon jack-o'-lantern, and getting a Dracula makeover, and planning a scary sleepover. All good stuff, all winter, love it. Next, Halloween is now available in 4K. You're just sitting here, like watching and listening a bed to a bedtime story. No, I'm just trying to figure out with with Halloween in 4K. What are you getting? How's it look? So, um, it's, it's upscaled. I'm assuming, obviously, it's upscaled from a 2K transfer. Now, here's what's good. Um, the color is slightly desaturated on this, but the detail's really sharp. Mm-hmm. And there's also a bunch of grain, like the original. Right. It's a transfer. It was taken from the 2013 remaster of the film that was supervised by the cinematographer, Dean Cundey. But what, it, 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 it looks like a Universal it. Monsters movie from mm-hmm. like the 30s and 40s now. Does it, have, does it have that kind of like you're, you're watching a worn VHS tape almost? No, no, no. It's clearer than that. Mm-hmm. It is sharper than that, but it looks really good. It's mm-hmm. scary, scary good looking, especially mm-hmm. when there's when Michael Myers is stalking in that first person perspective. Right. So that's really well done. That's from Lionsgate. Um, they throw in all the 35th anniversary Blu-ray release stuff, which includes a commentary track with Mr. Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. Also. I've never seen this before. There's an hour-long documentary on Jamie Lee Curtis going to a a horror convention, the 2012 Horror Hound Weekend Convention, where she just signed everything. She just sold her soul for a children's hospital. She took pictures with fans. She talked to them. She Q&As, did everything. She was amazing. Really nice. I mean, if you think about it, donating one day of your time... Probably brought in a hundred grand. Oh yeah, I don't know what the final numbers were, but she was so gracious the entire time. Yeah, so that was really cool. Yeah. Now I've never seen this movie before. I finally got to see it. Trick or Treat, Collector's Edition. The guy who did Krampus, Michael Doherty. It's from two thousand seven. Yeah. It's a pulp fiction like anthology. There's a story that just goes through the, and it's tied to a little creature named Sam, who wears a um pumpkin on his head Mm -hmm. and no no he wears a burlap mask mask yeah sack but he's really creepy underneath he's kind of a demon that keeps out keeps his eye out on halloween if somebody is breaking the rules they pay the price Mm. but the stories include anna paquin as a virgin who has a big secret with her sisters, for and they're throwing a big Halloween party. I don't want to give it away. Dylan Baker's a serial-killing principal, and Brian Cox, surprisingly. <laughs> Mr. Krieg, a curmudgeon 
who 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 caused some sort of tragedy and hates Halloween. So you know it's not going to go well for him. He sort of sounds like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Nice call. Yes. Um, it's a new 2K scan from the original, and it really looks good. Again, South Factory did this. Unbelievable. Um, another bunch of extras that include... There's, there's um, The best part of these extras is that the director sat down at like 15-minute increments and just talked about everything about the movie, and it's all new. So, so it's, there's, it's there's, all done by Shout Factory then. Shout Factory, yeah. right. So it's great. It's hmm. really good, and it even includes a 34-page on-screen comic book. Kind of hard to read unless you have like a 65-inch screen. Right. Um, last one, I'd never seen this movie before. I'm embarrassed to say that, but I'm not that embarrassed. Twilight? I'm embarrassed it's for like, you. It's like it's... I finally sat down and watched it. You know what? It's a pretty good movie. It, it's it's that you know it 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 started that whole teen horror romance mm-hmm. frenzy that mm-hmm. that went into the the WB and all those other places. CW Vampire Diaries. Oh yes. and all that kind of silliness. Absolutely. Um, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fun. It's in 4K now, and darn if it doesn't look gosh darn great. So, um, well, there's, did you, did you ever see, they made a, a movie after all of those things came out called, uh, warm bodies and it's Rob Corddry and I've never seen it and they're, they're zombies, but something happens where like they detect love and it makes them sort of not be zombies. No. And there's a love story there. Oh it's my the God. Sa- it's the same exact thing. It's actually really funny. But movie. these guys started it, right? Yes, absolutely. Based on, uh, a book by somebody, Stephanie Myers. Anyway, there's a new feature added. It's uh, it's the director, Catherine Hardwick, and the actor who plays Jasper going back to the locations. Are you yawning? No. Um, <laughs> said I've had it with you. Anyway, Twilight's really good, too. Those are my picks. I got television picks if you want to hear those, too, but that's even quicker. We can do those. Okay, so television picks are the same picks I always have every year. American Horror Story. But they're getting worse. Yeah. American Horror Story, The Cult. Cult. It's not as good as the other ones. Right. But it's got a lot of really scary, murderous clowns in it. What season are they on? Seven, eight. They're on eight. Man, Now, the new new one, Apocalypse, Uh is great. Yes. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Oh, man. It's great. Ties in all the other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Walking Dead, eighth season. We already know how we feel about that, but it's still creepy, and it's still got people dying in it, so it's kind of scary for various reasons. I think The Walking Dead... Has, is The Walking Dead. ...has hit, yes. I think The Walking Dead has hit a point where it needs either a, a bold reimagining or right. they need to end it. It just needs to meld into what's the other one? Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Dead. Walking Dead and be done with it. Move a couple characters over and be done with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the I, are they past the comics at this point? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I really feel like it's jumped the shark, big time. So that's a show that probably should end. Mm-hmm. But the show that did end that's bumming me out is Ash versus the Evil Dead. That was only on for three, three seasons. This is, yeah, so the third season is just as great. Yeah. It's crazy. And the best part of the Blu-ray is that there's an optional commentary track on every episode. 
So lots of Bruce Campbell. Didn't they say something like there, the reason that it was canceled was because they had to make room for other things? It wasn't necessarily that it was just not a good show? I didn't look into that, mm-hmm. but that Matt, that would be a shame because it was really a great show. You know somebody will pick it up. Yeah. That's what happens these days. TV and, shows don't die. And the other thing worth mentioning is they've re-released Charmed on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And it's now been remastered into a widescreen format and not a chintzy widescreen, you know, where they're trying to stretch stuff. Right. It's like what they did with Star Trek The Next Generation mm-hmm. where they cleaned up everything and re-released it. Right. It's pretty good. Hmm. And that's what I've got. Did you see that they're making a Star Trek uh, cartoon by one of the Rick and Morty writers? Why? It's going to be like an R-rated cartoon. And it's going to be, I think it's... Where are they at with the Quentin Tarantino film? I don't know. Has that been scanned? All all I know is I read something that says it's like, it takes place with like those people who are, you know, like ensigns, you know, it's like way below decks in like the really crappy part of the ship where like all the peons are. That's the, that's the basis of the cartoon. Does anybody care about Star Trek anymore? I mean, I know there's a new show, but... I want to see the Picard one. And I would love yeah. to see what Tarantino's got up his sleeve. Right. That'd be pretty amazing. All right. What do you got? All right. So I got a Halloween one for you. The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Okay. Which everybody is talking about. Which is a ripoff of American I mean, Horror it's Story. It's a little bit of that. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's... I feel like... Haven't they done a Hill House before? Like, in on, on through a movie? I thought there was a movie called. Wasn't there? Well, there was a house on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I don't know. Which wasn't really a hill house, but man, I feel like this. Like I've heard this before. At any rate, the show is on Netflix. It is fantastic. It's not. It 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 doesn't have you know the level of jump scares that you would expect, but it's creepy. And if you were to watch it and then go back and watch it a second time, you'll notice there is all these random ghosts just out of focus. Really? That are like stalking the younger people. That's cool. So it are t- there any famous actors or actresses in it? There are. Um, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm I'm swing my mic here so that I can get you exactly everyone's names without butchering it. But there are some, uh, there's two that are well known and then the rest of them are sort of, you know, picking it up so there's carla uh guineo oh i like her a yeah, lot she is so good oh, so it's, good. it's really focused a lot around her right um the premise is is that in the so it takes place over two periods of time it takes place at present day and then it takes place some some time ago she and her husband are flippers they flip houses yep. they bought this house they're trying to flip it but what they don't know is it's haunted yeah and something bad happens to her, and you see the repercussions of it in present day. The house is outside of Amherst, Massachusetts, um, and as you isn't go, isn't that close to Amityville? Mm, Amityville Horror isn't that was Amityville in up, Upper in, New York. Isn't that I thought it was in Connecticut? I don't know. Um, I don't know. The the only so so there's um, Timothy Hutton is the only other one. Got it that and he is the modern day father um but it it so the premise is is they move in the kids start seeing things things there's a room that no one can get into it's got a red door none of the master keys work there's a groundskeeper and his wife they don't stay there after dark 
bad things happen. The kids have nightmares. It shifts to present day. They're all they all kind of hate each other, but they don't really they don't know why they all hate each other. And the culmination is is they're in the house in the end, and there's bad things that are happening. So it's Amityville Horror, kind of. Um, and it's the first season of American Horror Story. So they've this this will definitely probably have more seasons to it, but the showrunner said that he's put this family through enough and that it would be a completely different story, which in some ways I do like TV shows that are doing this. I think look at the walking dead. They could very easily at the end of every year, just jump to a completely different, you know, like quote unquote city, city civilization and focus on that for a year. Yeah. Um, you know, look at, I mean, True Detective is sort of a bad example, but they kind of started it. Fargo has done a really good job with it. Yep. American Horror Story, for the most part, has done a pretty good job with it. Oh, yeah. This show, I mean, it's really, really well done. You you get a good sense of closure at the end. You know exactly what the house is at the end. You know, like, sort of, it, it, there's, a, there's a finite conclusion, which I really like. You know, they sort of wrap it all up into a season, and there's nothing left for you to not understand about what's going on. I think it's really worth a watch. It's, I don't know, it's like eight or ten episodes. It's it's really good. So, I yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about it. People say they won't watch it because it's scary. It's not really scary. I mean, there's definitely a creep factor, but you can almost anticipate it. So, okay. it, it's just, you know, the house is kind of full of dread. and Like Amityville Horror. And at one point, in present day, someone shows up and all the lights turn on, but they're all red. Scared. Like, like Amityville Horror. Like Amityville Horror. Yeah. So, it's great. Um, Are there any flies? Mm, no flies? No. Insect but, invasions? But there's some really creepy... Do, do the ghosts show up and talk and interact? They do. All right. American Horror Story. Um they yeah they real and, and but they don't do it toward the until toward the end of the season, okay. but then you really start to get what's going on, and then it gets very 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 cool. You're kind of left in the dark, but by the end you know exactly what's going on and why the house is the way it is, and and it's it's pretty cool. Um, since we're talking about Netflix, I'll quickly jump into one other one before we take a break, um, which is Bodyguard. Which just came horror? out. Which, horror? No, which is not a horror. It's also getting rave reviews. It is a joint effort between Netflix and the BBC. Um, do you remember the Stark brother who died in the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones? Oh my God! No. You okay? Well, I, I'll say yes. I remember. You know, you, but you you remember the Red Wedding, right? Yeah, barely. Okay, well, I he, haven't seen Game of Thrones in like twelve years. It seems. Well, he is a star of the show. Okay. Um, and it he is the bodyguard of the Home Secretary, which is like the Secretary of Defense in the UK. And there's a terrorist plot happening. There and, always is. And he is is he's like a he's an F he's a former military who was in Afghanistan, who has got some real problems, but it's also wickedly well done. Any ghosts? Mm, no. <laughs> no. But 12 part, 10 part. Ooh, Ooh. Six part? That's it? But they're hour and uh. change. The best episode is they're driving down the road. There's a sniper that goes after the secretary's car. 
driver gets shot. They're in the car. He's got to somehow figure out how to get her out of harm's way. She's covered in blood. He's covered in blood. It's really, really realistic. Okay. Um, and uh, but it, it there's a conspiracy going on, and you can't really figure out whether he's there. A prob- always is whether whether he's a problem or not. I think okay. you'd like it a lot, actually. Okay. It's action packed. Well, I'm waiting for Desiree's Survivor because there's going to be a new season on Netflix. Right? When I don't know when because it just keeps saying new, and I'm like, oh sweet, season but it's three. Not new? No, nothing. No. And and it, you can't get any more conspiracy laden than Designated Survivor. That's yeah. If they, you know, that's if, deep. If they introduce like anything that's been happening in the news lately, yeah, totally. That, that's a full season right there. Yep. So okay, I think we've crammed in a Excellent. lot of stuff. Krampus end. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Yep. And then you've yep. got an interview to, to yes, lay out on us, yep. and we'll go from there. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. Okay, we're back. <laughs> you sound so excited. Yeah. Well, you got something really cool to talk about. So, yeah, I didn't think I'd find yet another haunted dominion. <laughs> This happened at the last second. So there is this place called Bennett's Curse that's been around a long time. They keep jumping locations. The first time I had seen them, they were in a giant tent in Jessup, Maryland. Hmm. Now, they finally ended up at Baltimore's East Point Mall, and they've kind of rented out part of that mall area. So it's like three or four stores. So what you're dealing with here is basically a haunted house that's set up contiguously Mm -hmm. so there's like four themes as you're going through the house it's about 25 to 30 minutes to get through the entire process and it's 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 more of like dioramas you're looking through these these living dioramas where there's creatures inside Mm -hmm. but they do a lot of work on the um atmosphere and the settings and the big fake creatures that look really... There's like some animatronics going on and right. all that kind of stuff. Um, it was uh, built and continues to be done by Alan and Jill Bennett, who uh, have done really a great job about it. And um, Do you think do you think it being in, the, in a mall actually kind of made it a little bit cooler? I don't know. It's kind of creepy, right? Yeah, How many right. times you go to a mall and you're going to run into something that insane? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was cool. So there's... There's four houses. Um, there's one called the Legends of Halloween, and there's a lot of weird pumpkins heads and stuff. There's one that's really cool called the Vampire Demon Area um, called Underworld. Then you, they make you wear glasses, and there's it's called the Inferno 3D, and that is just totally creepy. And the last one is, is your typical Ravenbrook Asylum, a lot of chain link fences, a lot of crazy people going on it um they are opened on halloween that's cool day day or night seven to ten october 30th and 31st Hmm. so you still have a chance to go see this um it's pretty cool stuff and i'm just showing todd now a little video of of what it looks like in the the inferno area so bear with us please so that's the stuff, and you're wearing glasses as you're going through to see this. And right. Of course, it's popping out in your face. Right. So it's kind of cool. 
And they do a really good job with the masks, and they do a really good job. It's not necessarily traditional makeup. They, they go out of their way with the mask and stuff like that, so it's really fun. And these guys are just stalking around. So how many how many scare actors do you think there are? 65. Holy cow. In that mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So, so wow. That, but that's a really cool idea, though, especially with malls that are having a hard time, like, staying. Oh, or, yeah. Because or, or, like, as a Sears goes out of business, like, there's nothing cooler than, than being able to, like, can you imagine, like, doctoring up a Sears to where it looked like yeah. uh, the apocalypse had happened? But and like, I would think it's good for a mall, too, because when they come out, well, they can be. go to the food court. Go to the they food court, go, go shopping. Yeah. But think about, like, taking taking a store, like a Toys R Us or a Sears that's, that's about to go out and, like, trying to leave it intact as much as you can. And then turn it into and a... And then turn it into, like, a hell. Oh, yeah. like, like, we're at every turn... There's like zombies pounding on the door. I mean, it's like it's it's uh, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Exactly. exactly. I mean, it took place in a mall. How cool yeah. is that? So that's awesome. So I have uh, an interview with Jill Bennett, and let's play that. All right, let's do it. Okay. I am here with Jill Bennett, co-owner of Bennett's Curse, and I have not seen you in a while. What year are we in it's here? It's been a while. It's 2018, and we're so glad to be here, and we're glad that you came up to, to see our show, and... You know, we, we hope you really enjoy it. And how many tonight. years you've been doing this? This is our 18th season. 18 seasons. 18. Um, what happened to the giant tent? <laughs> the giant <laughs> tent. We keep getting displaced. I think okay. that's the thing about us in Maryland is, you know, first we started at the mall. We were at Arundel Mills, and then they had, yeah. they developed that property. Right. And then we moved three miles south to Blobs Park, and we got displaced from there because they developed that land. Sure. Uh, then we moved to the city. <laughs> And that right. was a disaster. Okay. <laughs> um, but then um, we're happy to be here today. We're, we're at the East Point Mall, and this is our second year here, and people are loving the show. And, you know, we've taken basically the best of what we offer at Bennett's Curse. Okay. And we put it into this show. It's, it's kind of all the scary elements. We went back to our roots. What, you know, got us to where we are today okay. is, is the scare. And um, that's what we do best. Um, after all of that hassle, why do you keep doing this? You know what? You sound like my mom. Okay. <laughs> you right. do. Um, but I'll tell you why. Because we just love it. We love what we do. My husband and I are very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. It's become my passion. It, it's a business. We run it like a business. And, um, you know, being a small business and getting no is yeah. such a com commonality to us. Sure. That um, we're going to do this until we get to the point where we want to be. And it's not where we are at the present moment. We want to give the customers what they're asking us for which is outdoor events, haunted house, haunted hayrides, you know, right. haunted forest, haunted corn mazes. Right. Um, we want to be able to give the public what they're, they're basically driving out of state for, and they've been doing it for years. Okay. So um, tell me a little bit, without giving too much away, of why someone in the Washington area would drive up here. It's not that big of a ride, maybe 50 minutes. Sure. But what are you guys offering? What's good? So we're, we're a very themed attraction, and each of our shows, we have four different shows. We have uh, The Legends of Halloween, which is our first show, um, and all of our characters, we develop. So it's we have our own masks and our costuming. It's it's very detailed. Done in-house? We do a lot of it we do in-house. We do a lot of um, design work on the costumes. Sure. Um, but the, even the masks, um, they're not made here, but when they're made, 
my, my husband has total authority as to what color it's going to be, how it's going to look. Okay. Um, and he works with, um, he loves doing it. That's like his passion is actually building these characters and building these sets and putting them together and making a show out of it. And we keep the theme continuous. So each of our shows, um, you know, it's a theme. It's got characters that are for that theme. All in a row. All in a row, yeah. So it's not like you have to go to one house and you got to walk over a half mile and go to another house. Correct. It's all, it's all continuous. And over the years, you know, people just hate waiting in lines. They waiting lines and waiting in lines and going in this line and that line. Right. So we made one line and we made it a continuous show. It takes about 30 minutes to go okay. through. Um, and, you know, depending on how fast or slow you go, actually walk. How many scare actors do you have on uh, We have 65 plus. Okay. Um, um, busier nights I could get up to a hundred and so. um, how many how many folks do you have actually in pre-production working on this and what does it take to get this show up and running every night there's probably about a dozen people um, we run it we run the show it's like a pyramid just like a big company would run a, a, a company you know you have your your, your top-of-the-line chain and then you, we have our production managers we have our section leaders we have our costume department we have our makeup artists um, we have you know and then we have all of our actors and it takes a whole team to make this run it's not run by just one person and I think the thing about Bennett's Curse is it's the vision of Bennett's Curse and anyone that has worked here anyone that has come here they could see they could feel that it's a family business it's a family atmosphere and when they get touched by it it's like a uh, it draws them in right. you know and, it's, and when they hear our story when they talk to us they want to hear more right. because it's just it's there's so many layers and, and just like our show it's so many layers what do you guys what are you most excited about uh, to present this year um, I think there's so many different things that we're, we're putting but th the biggest thing is our interactive things our interactive events we started out with our laser tag which people okay. really really loved but Thursdays and Sundays we're doing our demon baby scavenger hunt okay. which we did at Valentine's Day and our our customers just went overboard. They loved it. And they're coming back. Um, Krampus is another one. Um, we're, we're, cool. we're finally doing Krampus this year. Uh, everybody's excited about it. That's We're super excited During about that. During the holidays. That'll be December Christmas. 7th and 8th. Correct. Okay. Um, um, but, you know, we have our blackout nights. But we're really starting to get our customers more involved yeah, sure. in the actual action of the show. And th I think that's what people really like about Bennett's Curse. Because we're always evolving. We're always doing new things. Um, we're always bringing the Baltimore DC area the newest things that are you know sure. available how many themed areas are there again? there's four there's four themed areas there yes average price uh, $35 it starts at $35 we do um, offer discounts any competitor coupon that you could bring and show will, will value whatever it says on that coupon um, you know we run deals if you watch our Facebook live we're always having specials on Tuesday nights so there's always offers and deals just check out our website and look for stuff like that that's awesome thanks for your time thank you very so much excited. I'm, I appreciate it thank you so much by the way you fascinating were, you were talking about Halloween and we should mention that the newest version yeah. crushed it Killed. at the box office it made like 90 million people and, love horror movies but it's, apparently the reviews are awful yeah but people love horror movies. Yeah. And it was released at the perfect time for that movie. You think they're done with it? With her anyway? I don't know what happens in the movie, but I think she'll do another one if they make that much money. Yeah, that's insane. The guys, the Bloom, Blumhouse, yeah. are the ones doing it this time, and they know what they're doing. Sure, because they do like Saw and... They're not Rob Zombie. That one was terrible. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that was disappointing, wasn't it?
Yeah, it was. I didn't like it at all. <sighs> all right. Neither did John Carpenter. So well, clearly. What's really funny is that if he is a crotchety old dude, <laughs> I was watching. A, <laughs> man, it's amazing he made any movies. How many movies did he make? Like uh, the horror a movies, half dozen, maybe? half dozen, right? The Fog, he did. Yeah. What else did he do? Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do Halloween too. No. It was his idea. Did he do H two O? No. No. <laughs> he didn't was, do it. Oh. That was so dumb. Oh man, I don't know. There, there's so there's more TV stuff coming out soon. Solid. There's more. I watched last night The Matrix in 4K. Did you like part it? two and three? Yeah. When I first saw those movies, I was furious with those idiots because mm-hmm. they just completely gumbled and jarbled everything on that movie that you could have possibly. I think the action sequences in those movies are spectacular, and they are just. Unbelievable. But once you get into the stuff where you're talking to the architect and the oracle, you're just like, oh, God, stop. The coolest scene was with all the Agent Smiths. Yeah. That fight sequence. Oh, my goodness. Even the courtyard? In the courtyard. Yeah. Ridiculous. It never stopped. No. It was like... um, And I think it was shot continuous. Chinese martial arts wire the whole time. It was unbelievable. When I used to do stuff at uh, Warner Brothers, they, in their... Um, in the building where all the cars are, there's a bunch of Agent Smiths standing there. Oh, that's there. so cool! It, and they're realistic. Yeah, of course. Really cool. And they've got um, they have Morpheus's car, which nice. It's a sweet looking car. Um, so does the trilogy stand up? It's just as bad as it was before. I love the action sequence. The first movie is gold. I it's just gold. How, but it, you know, look at. Look at like the Dark Knight Rises. Do you yeah. do you not like that movie? Do you like that movie? How's that hold up to the Dark Knight? It, it it can't, right? I mean, it's a great movie, right? But it's not the Dark Knight. But that trilogy, the weakest of those three is Batman Begins, and as I don't far think, as I'm concerned. And I don't think that's weak. And I don't think it's weak either because no. I went back and watched that too, and I thought it was great. But I think that I think the challenge is is that in some ways you like. You use all your cards up. I mean, the first movie was not meant to be right. Like this insane, like cult phenomenon. But I think they overthought it. Oh, I do too. They just really overthought. They uh, yeah. they were trying to create like this Citizen Kane. Right. And you also had problems where you had the actress who played the Oracle in the first movie died. So it's a different oh, woman. Yeah, you're right. And then they had, and then they wrote in. They explained that she was like punished for doing something. Right. You have um, the cousin of Tank in the first one is now the like the guy running yes. the ship. That's uh, that's off putting. It's like if you had had, I mean, you can't fix somebody dying, but it was just that part was off, and then. I mean, yeah, he's flying around like Superman, and he's doing all of his things. I do like the last part of the third movie where he's flying blind, yeah. she, and they crash, yeah. and you know he. Yeah, but then they take away one of the most interesting characters in the entire movie that that really made him become who he was. Morpheus. No, Trinity. Oh well, yeah. I mean, but but also they killed Trinity. They killed Trinity. The whole romance, the whole love story. Is now kaput. Well, but but if 
there are all these people who speculated that it was a god complex because when he dies and is taken yeah, away, oh, I get he it. looks yeah, like he's on yeah. the cross. Okay. Right? All right. But, really? But they also took Morpheus out of it. Oh, completely. Out of the second two movies, and they didn't need to put an orgy in the second movie, which was Oh, that scene so was stupid. so bad. That was so pointless. It, 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 what they really should have made Zion was like literally a place where everybody's terrified all the time. Yeah. And yeah, they did because they should be. They were like, "Oh, we're free loving, man." Yeah. It's like, what, what the hell is this? All right, sorry to go off on a tangent. We're done. But you know what? You didn't put on your list. I just wanted to point out what Ghostbusters the uh, 2016 version. You didn't. It wasn't on your list. Well, I didn't see it recently, and it's, I know you hate it's, that movie. It's okay. It's not great. And actually, uh, I read something that one of the people in the movie finally came out and, and said, said it wasn't, it wasn't so great. So great. I'd really like Kate McKinnon, though, to be in a good movie. There's some other spy movie I'm going to be looking at this week, I think. The Spy Who Left Me, and she's in that. Yeah. And I don't think it's a very good movie. No. Nope. But we'll we'll see. I think she is... She has a... She's so talented on Saturday Night Live, but yeah. they're small vignettes. Right. And I think people think that they can write to that person. And they're not writing. They're they're making her out to be annoying. Yeah, you're right. Every time, every character is just like a pain in the ass. Right. And it's like, just give her some. I mean, she. Could I don't be, know. Her window's closing. It's like that Tina Fey, Amy Prohler. Well, I, the only thing window. that I can the only thing that I can think of is that she could be one of those people like Bill Hader who can flip over and do drama. Right. Because she I, she could she could easily. I think she definitely could. So I just think that the writers, for some reason, write her into these roles that are just garbage. And you know what? Kristen Wiig's kind of the same. They did the oh, same. Oh, see, they did that to her they too. They did the same thing to her. Masterminds. <sighs> All right. Thank you. Have a happy Halloween. Yes. See you in November. Yes. <laughs>